This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. You are listening to The Arenality on RFM. Kia ora everyone, my name is Arina Aizal and thank you for tuning in on RFM for my podcast and radio show The Arenality. So The Arenality is a platform for women with international backgrounds on their cultural identities, belonging, well-being and passions in Aotearoa. So in this episode, we have Richa Berde, an Indian from Mumbai, who came here to New Zealand to study tourism. Kia ora, Richa. Kia ora, Rina. Yeah, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I've always wanted you to be on my <laughs> show, and I'm really glad that. Yeah, you're here. Yeah. Uh, and how are you today? Not bad. Yeah, it's it's not as cold today. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Surviving another day. <laughs> um, so would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? Yeah. So my name is Richa and I come from Mumbai, India. I have grown up there and I came to New Zealand in uh, February 2020. Mm-hmm. Just in time. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk a lot about that. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And then I started my master's here in tourism. Mm. And I've just finished my master's. Mm, congrats. Thank you. Yeah, and what are you currently doing? So I'm currently doing a part-time job. Uh, but I'm also starting a full-time job in two weeks' time at the Department of Conservation. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that's something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah. it's like a new phase of life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. It's so different when you finish studies and then, you know, it's work life. Yes. It's yes. such a big change. It is, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I recently experienced that. Mm-hmm. It was weird for me to not call myself a student anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. usually if I hang out with, like, friends, that, uh, if there are events, mm-hmm. um, most of my students, and they would, like introduce himself as, as a student of what? Yeah. And I will true. be like, oh, graduate. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. But yeah, exciting life for you. And we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah. So Mumbai, India. Mm-hmm. I've never been to India. I mm-hmm. wish I had though. My parents have. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, they told me all about their stories. Mm. Um, it's. I'm really jealous of them actually. And I think <laughs> India would be one of the places that I would go Mm. after COVID. Mm. Um, Can you tell us about India? (laughs) Yeah, so since like I, uh, my mother is from a small town called like a small city named Belgam, which is kind of in the south of south of India. And so I was born there, uh, but I grew up in Mumbai. And But every holidays, I used to go back to Belgaum and spend my time there because a lot of my cousins were there. Mm. And uh, I've done a bit of traveling in India, uh, but I wouldn't, like, it's a huge country and so there's big. so much to see. Mm. Um, but I feel growing up in Mumbai, I got a taste of different cultures because it is like a city of, you know, a pot of melting cultures. Mm. Everyone from India, uh, kind of, you would find a person from like everywhere in India and Mumbai. Mm. (laughs) So that was nice growing up, Mm. uh, being exposed to um, the diverse people and different cultures. Mm. And you did tell me about Mumbai, something about it being a Bollywood Bollywood, scene. Bollywood, yeah. That's something that it's famous for. And a lot of Bollywood stars stay in Mumbai and there's a lot of shooting that happens. And 
uh, yeah and people go out you know outside their houses to huh. and they come out to wave and so it's a huge thing yeah, yeah. have you met a uh, bollywood star before uh, i think not really but i've seen them yeah yeah oh wow <laughs> yeah i mean like if you live in the same city yeah you're bound to meet each other i mean not really it feels so but huh. they are quite you know not accessible ha huh, yeah of um, course yeah. yeah but you feel like they're there you know the presence yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so cool mm. yeah and how was it like growing up in india mm-hmm. i'm interested to know about like the values you mm-hmm. learned as a child mm mm-hmm. So uh, I come from a Hindu family, uh, a Hindu middle class family in Mumbai, and my parents have always uh, ingrained some, you know, core values in me. Uh, one of which I would like to speak about. Uh, so it's a Sanskrit term called uh, Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam, which basically means that um, the world is our family. The world is my family, and. uh which kind of i still live by and i see a human as a human and not uh i mean of course we all are so different yet so similar mm. in some ways um and also at the same time they have taught me uh the importance of integrity and to stand by the core values that i believe in mm. um yeah. yeah that is beautiful <laughs> And yeah, I I'm glad as well that I grew up with the same values but we we didn't have that that phrase. Yeah. Can you repeat that phrase for me? Uh, it's called Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam. Mm-hmm. So Vasudha is earth and Kutumba is family. So kind of on the earth it's a one big family. Mm-hmm. We all are we all are one. Ah, that's such a beautiful term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking about the world. Mhm. We'll be talking a lot about the world because you study tourism, right? Yeah. Um tell us about coming to New Zealand mm-hmm. and you said that it was uh February 2020. Yeah. Oh my god. How <laughs> how does that feel? I feel I really feel very lucky and I feel grateful that I came here at the right time, I would say, yeah. because just after, you know, one month after I came in the borders were shut. Yeah. Um and yeah i had just started my masters and after a month it all became online but at the same time i still feel really blessed that i could come here mm. and being here in aotearoa is a blessing right now yeah a um, lot of people want to be here yeah it's very interesting mm. but like at the same time it was a huge step for me because i have lived with my family all my life so mm. coming away from my parents you know out of that secure small bubble <laughs> it was a huge step mm. um and the fact that they could not come here for my graduation mm. or i could not go back home is a bit uh but yeah but overall i still feel um good that i made this decision to come here yeah and when you came here was it would was it alone or did you have like a group with you oh not actually uh actually before coming they had made up a, a university of otago indian students group so everyone ah. who was coming for that semester so i was speaking to a few people and so i clubbed with another girl from uh, she was also coming from mumbai and we came on the flight together ah, okay. because it was also my first international flight Ooh. so i was super nervous <gasps> Oh my god. But I'm glad that I had someone yes. with me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I think the time when you settle in to a new country, mm. that's a very crucial time. Mm. You know, you need to have someone that you can just say how you feel and yeah. like work things through together, like mm. settling in, um, getting a house, you know, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so you've graduated mm-hmm. with tourism. Yes. Can you tell us like why tourism? Hmm. So, uh, I was always interested in people and different cultures and uh, behavior of the tourists, you know, how people select where they want to travel and what actually, because travel is an experience. Mm-hmm. And I was always fascinated with exploring that. And I I was like, I saw so many tourists and uh, and that's when I decided I want to um, get a bachelor's in tourism. So I did my bachelor's in tourism as well back home in Mumbai. Mm. And then I then I came here to do my master's in tourism. Mm. I love when you mentioned that um, tourism is an experience that mm. people want to feel, right? Mm. What did you learn from your studies? There are many things that I did learn. But yeah, apart from the theoretical side of it, what is more important is as a uh, as a tour operator or as someone who is providing you know travel services it's important to make sure that uh, the experience is great like you know it the memories because people because travel like traveling people go uh, people collect memories and uh, making sure that those memories are something that you know uh, would be um, really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think apart from like this, in this one year of masters, apart from uh, the theoretical side of it, I also learned a lot of other life skills, mm. which are so important in the world. What are the kinds of things you learned? I learned how to, I became a bit independent. Uh, I learned how to handle things on my own without, you know, having someone <laughs> to fall back on. Yeah. And I learned to cook food. Yes. And yeah, my mom is so proud of me that I can now cook everything that she can cook. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. I remember during lockdown, I there was this guy, a Malaysian guy online. Mm-hmm. He's like quite famous. Mm-hmm. He did like one day, one recipe during Ramadan. So mm-hmm. 30 days of recipes. Mm. And I tried each one and I oh. felt like a pro. <laughs> and then now if I look back, like I didn't, I don't remember any of it anymore. Yeah. So yeah, um, I agree with you. Mm. Cooking feels like a skill. Yeah. Yeah. It's great that you've reflected a lot about like tourism. Mm-hmm. But tourism nowadays has another outlook, right? Mm. Because of COVID, people can't travel. Yeah. People are finding it difficult to cross borders. Mm. How did it feel to be studying tourism Mm -hmm. when you know that the tourism industry might fall apart? Mm. It was difficult. Initially, there was a lot of confusion and, you know, I did not... I thought this was a a short-term thing. Mm. But it's only now that we have realized that uh, there are going to be long-term impacts of the pandemic. Yeah. And um, at the same time, I I actually did this interesting course uh, in my second semester called Tourism and Global Environmental Change, 
wherein we spoke a lot about um how can we make tourism sustainable and the fact that it is such an uh, ongoing phenomena that there's no pause or there's no time to make any amendments to make it more sustainable mm. and now that it's a really high time that we need to make some changes mm-hmm. on a personal level and on a greater level mm-hmm. to um, make tourism a bit more sustainable and involve some regenerative activities in that mm-hmm. so i think yeah doing that paper also gave me a lot of insights and a different perspective to look at tourism yeah it must have uh, made you more confident as well mm-hmm. i'm trying to think about how were your emotions mm-hmm. while you're studying that but you know that you know things might go down south yeah. you know yeah did you feel any hopelessness i did yeah a lot of it i felt a lot of anxiety a lot of um, you know negative emotions considering yeah. my future that it's going to be uncertain and the fact that i selected new zealand because you know the tourism industry <laughs> it's famous in tourism yeah. like in new zealand and um and then covid happening it definitely um made you question yeah if i did took the right decision at the right time and how things would turn out to be yeah must have been really confusing during that yeah. time how did you cope with all that emotions I did actually seek a lot of help and I'm so grateful that student health is there and we could call them anytime. Mm. Uh I also called 1737 yes. and they are so helpful. Yes. Oh my god, let's talk about 1737. <laughs> yeah. So for the international people out there listening, 1737 is a New Zealand mental health helpline. Mm. So um free call, free text and I've used it before mm-hmm. as well. I think the last time I used it was during the anniversary of their March uh, Christchurch attack. Mm. Um, I just texted like, uh, I feel like I need someone to talk to. I'm mm. feeling anxious, and just like write it down, send, mm. and like uh, a professional therapist would get back to us mm. and like uh, reassure us of how we we're feeling, you mm. know. And I think the anonymity of that mm. really helps. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do think so because I have called them like at night at 1 a.m. when I had a breakdown and I didn't know what to do and I just picked up my phone, spoke to them for 15 minutes and it just felt so much better. Yes. And knowing that there is this help out there and yeah. we can access it, anybody here can access it. That's such an incredible thing, I feel. Yeah, and I'm really glad for It's in my mind. One seven three seven. It's so easy to yeah. remember as well. I think we are quite grateful to be in New Zealand, yes. where mental health is taken more seriously than some other countries. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So you mentioned just now about starting a new full time job. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So. Um if I tell you a bit of a background story I had applied for this job back in April as soon as I had gotten my work visa and I had short, been shortlisted I gave the interview um but unfortunately I did not get selected at that time mm-hmm. which uh I felt a little bit of you know uh different emotions that yeah. I did not get selected and I was really looking forward to it but I knew there was something you know whatever happens happens for the good yes and 
and then uh like just last week i got an email saying that there is a requirement uh for the same role and if i would like to join and i absolutely said yes ah. um for the opportunity and this kind of feels like a miracle yeah um it's <laughs> <laughs> amazing yeah especially after knowing that um covid has impacted tourism industry and um you mm. as a tourism graduate there is a full time job for you yeah yeah and i was i always wanted to work with the dog hmm. so this is a great opportunity to start there uh, yeah i'm yeah. so happy for you and you'll be staying in dunedin yes that's the exciting part i wanted to you know it's great to be here in dunedin yeah so since you're staying in dunedin that means you get to explore more of dunedin That's right. Yeah. I am happy to be here and I get some more time to, you know, explore the wilderness around Dunedin. Yeah. And I feel there is so much, there is still so much more that I can go and see. Yeah. And I'm happy to be here in a city that I'm comfortable living in and it's not too big, it's not too small. Yeah. I like being here. And Dunedin is so close to other places mm. to explore, right? That's true. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell me about like the differences of how it felt like doing outdoor stuff mm-hmm. in India and also in New Zealand. Mhm. So I've done a few outdoor activities like I've done two Himalayan treks back home in wow. India. Uh and that was really challenging because uh the first trek that I did in 2017 it was a 12 days trek. <gasps> and i had never trekked before in my life so it was my very first trek on a high altitude with snow <gasps> and i was super nervous and the first few days i thought i cannot do this and i was just crying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. but then i don't know i i just mustered up this mental courage and i actually completed that so that was kind of a huge sense of um achievement accomplishment yeah, yeah. and that gave me a lot of confidence and that actually made me feel that okay i love the mountains i want to go out there and explore more wow i cannot relate to that <laughs> i wish i can but like doing stuff like that it's mm-hmm. not just about your physical capabilities it's also like your mental mm-hmm. capacity you know like yeah. mentally you need to be fit to say yes to these things and actually yes. do them till the end. Yeah. And wow, kudos to you. <laughs> What is it about trekking that mm-hmm. you enjoy? Mhm. The sights like the accomplishment that you get mm-hmm. at the end of the day. I feel the journey mm. and every day, you know, you move from one you move with all your stuff on your backpack and in your backpack and from one camp to another camp with the people around you. There's no internet, no network no connection with the outside world <laughs> wow and i feel that itself it's so important to have some days of disconnectivity mm. and connecting actually with the people around you and getting to know their stories um yeah. that's something yeah that is something that really drives me mm. to go on these treks yeah mm. wow and if you do go it will be like a group Yeah, like I've never done any solo trekking yet. Mm. But yeah, I've been in different groups of trekking. Mm. And what else are your other passions? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I really want everyone to hear this. <laughs> so, I am really passionate about 
riding a motorcycle or a motorbike wow which not many people know about <gasps> but this actually started when i was studying like i was in my university and in 2017 when i was just so fascinated that i wanna learn how to ride a motorbike i could ride like a scooter like a uh. moped Uh, but not a motorcycle with gears on it uh, and so i had one of my friend who had a motorbike and i told him please teach me uh, <laughs> and i'm so glad that he did actually teach me and so since then i have been glued to it and um i don't yet own my own motorbike mm. but uh, i do ride my friend's motorbikes and uh, um yeah and uh, i also did go on a 36 days motorbike tour <gasps> in oh. india oh yeah what was that experience it was very challenging because 36 days is not a small time yeah it's like a um, month plus yeah wow yeah so we went up north and also places where there was it was snowing so that was quite challenging because we had to kind of walk with the motorbikes yeah. in the snow um yeah So I mean, that is why I love the outdoors. You know, yeah. it teaches you all these small, small things. I'm, I'm really sensing your passion, mm. right? To connect with the environment, to be able to move around. Mm. I think, yeah, I can see that in you. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm. So, for people listening out there, mm-hmm. what would be your advice for them? I would say don't be afraid to come out of your comfort zone mm. because it's it's definitely very easy to be there in the comfort zone and we naturally tend to do that but if you do come out like I'm talking out of my own experience that coming here was out of my comfort zone but what it has made me today and you know given me the values I would have never gained these things staying back home Uh, I'm not saying you should go out of your house. <laughs> <Leave. laughs> <But>, yeah. <laughs> All mm-hmm. I'm saying is that yeah, don't be afraid to do things out of your comfort zone and try out things. It's okay if you fall, it's okay if you make mistakes. Yeah. But it's important to have these experiences. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um I like when you mentioned that cuz like you know that tiny voice inside your body mm. it's telling you to do things and then mm. there's another voice saying that eh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always this constant battle inside. Yeah, the don't listen to the second voice. Yeah, you know, listen to the small, small, tiny voice that's saying something that yeah. you don't want to act on. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Ah, uh, and I can definitely see how much you've grown, even though it's been only a year plus that yeah. you're here. Yeah, yeah. It's very inspiring. <laughs> yeah, and what. Are you looking forward to in the future? Mm-hmm. I definitely want to gain some experience in the tourism industry here, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, travel around New Zealand, do all the adventure activities that are out here. Wow, so excited! So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I can I can see you like um, traveling from island, South Island yes. to North Island, and like yes. do a whole turn and yes. come back. That's something that's on my wish list. Yeah, and I, I think you can make it happen. Yeah, knowing yeah. you now, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm also meeting a lot of new people here, and um, 
it's amazing you know like the cultural diversity here in Dunedin mm. uh, and the fact that i have been able to make some good connections and uh that's so amazing yeah and you're also part of the DMC chat yeah. chat and that's a really good way to connect with people yeah that's true yeah Oh, thank you so much, Richa, for being here today. I really appreciate you sharing your story. I'm really looking forward to see photos of you trekking uh, <laughs> at the Himalayas. Yes. And also photos of you, of you on the motorbike. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll be posting this on the Arenality promo. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Um, all right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Arena. That is the end of our episode of the Arenality today. I hope you learn a lot about Richa, about her passion for tourism and connecting with the outdoors. If anyone would like to contact me, feel free to email aizalarina at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can follow me on my Instagram at arinaizal. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye! You've been listening to The Arenality on RFM. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.